not like uh it's just there's not like existential angst that's nice you know <laughs> that's good yeah that feels good when it's not like the constant like something's gonna get me but it is a little bit like something already got me Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. I've been thinking a lot about how um, a lot of a lot of art, or uh, I'll even say a lot of creative thinking, or a lot of artistic thinking, or a lot of um, like, what does that even mean? I, there's like the idea or the act of making something that, that's fine. Like I could, I can make a macaroni necklace or I could make dinner or I could sit down and write four or five words that rhyme. And, and I you see people do that all the time where, and usually they'll do it and they'll do it with something that's um, like in a, a family of something. So they'll write down like different types of food that rhyme or like things that they run into every day sort of thing. But I'm wondering like when we sort of what we talk about when we talk about creative thinking or when we talk about everybody being a creative, I think like my, my, my gut tells me that that's something more than just making something. And I'm wondering what your, your thoughts are about that. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot because I I definitely feel that it's more because I talk to people who I talk to people who say and we've talked about this before, I'm not creative. Right? Like like there's people have this idea of who is creative and who isn't creative. Mm-hmm. And everyone is creative in their own way. So, for example, there's a woman that I work with and she is always saying she's not creative <laughs> because she is. Like, in... What? No, I mean, what's the pressure to tell somebody now? No, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. Well, it's funny. Yeah, like, he... like you duck out. Like when somebody does something really brilliant, you're like, oh, I wish I was brilliant. And, and yes, like, I think everybody is. Or even if you're asking for someone's opinion and they say, well, I I don't know. I'm sure it's good. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not creative. Like who am I to share my thoughts on that? And I, so I, so she is in accounting, like her, she's in like bookkeeping, accounting, like that's her role. Yeah. But what's so beautiful is I will ask her for something. I'll say, Hey, this is what I need. I don't, I don't want to know how to, to make it happen. Right. Like I don't, I need an, I need a spreadsheet. I need a graph. I need the chart. I, when I think about putting all that stuff together and working in Excel spreadsheets and doing all that stuff, I don't want to deal with that. I just want somebody, I just need to know this is what I need. Right. This is the end result that I'm looking for. This is the purpose. And what she delivers to me is always beyond what I could expect or beyond what I would have been able to. I wouldn't have even been able to ask for what she gave to me. And <laughs> but she gets she is so excited. She gets so excited 
about creating that stuff and then about showing that stuff. And that is creativity, right? Like that's, you have to think through, I mean, that's essentially creating something, but you have to think through, here's what the end result needs to be. And it's my job to create what that is in whatever form. And I think so for everyone in their roles, in their world, creativity or creating something or making something or we all have that. Like, that's why people are different and we all have our unique gifts and everyone's gift in some way could be viewed as creativity. I think I think that you're well, I think you're spot on about that Um, and that everybody's gift is is creativity. What what would she do that would classify her as an artist in her field? So not just creative, not just making stuff, but what would she do that you'd say then? I mean, I know this is create for no reason and not artist for no reason, but like, I think that there's something there that um, she can do and that anybody can do that then maybe it's, maybe it's, um, Hmm. Maybe it's that there's something that she does or notices or makes the connection on in a certain way that no one else is capable of doing that. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And I but, think, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was, and, and then. I guess, uh, uh, wow, I'm not even, uh, this is going to be the one where it's like Sean mumbles and Kate talks the entire time. No, <laughs> no I think, I think that they, the, she, you know, where, you know, where some of this came up, and I think this will translate back to talking about her is um, we were, we were talking during one of the episodes or it was right after when we probably say things that we should put on the episode, but we don't put on the episode. The, we were we were talking about uh, making connections and making connections between things that seem like they're not supposed to be connected. Mm-hmm. And that when we make those types of connections, oftentimes because the human, because our brains crave story and connection so much that it will, it will kind of, it not only will it fill in the gaps, but it will begin to notice where there's, um, there's something bigger than just the two things kind of coming together. And so are like artists, creative people, filmmakers, people do this sort of stuff. And now thematically there are things that we love to watch like time travel, like who came up with the idea of time travel and then the rules that come up with time travel and the way those things get pulled together uh, to put that into a novel or a book, or even poetry is the perfect example of this, but, but, but painting does the same thing. And so even your friend, um, who's in accounting, like I've seen lots of accountants painting something and then going like, like throwing out the paint by numbers, like they're doing it and they're doing it exactly how the instructor tells them to do it. And they're doing that exactly. And then they make like an egregious mistake, like something nuts. Like it's supposed to be blue and purple and yellow. And they're like, Oh God, I just spilled, you know, uh, like green all over the painting. And there's a moment when they're like, Nope, I'm done. I'm going to give up. It's over. And then they're like, and then there's like this, this serenity that comes over people like that when that happens, 
where they're like, well, fuck it. I'll just make whatever I want now. Right. And they just, then they start making the connections and putting them together. And so I don't know if it's, if it's that I reread man's search for meaning. I don't know if it's just the ability to make those connections. Cause I'm surprised sometimes sort of in an improv sort of way with hanging out with other people when they don't start, like I get, I put pressure on people like, no, 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 it's really easy. A kangaroo and a candy bar, put them together. Right. Like, like it's not, it's not that hard. Just look around you in the room, you know, and you can start to pull things together. So then it comes back to in the end, like that's something that I'm probably okay at when it just comes to like goofy and words and writing and things like that. But I definitely know that your accountant friend does something and maybe she doesn't even know, but does something in a way that no one else can do. Like nobody else can do like that. Worldwide, like there's something that makes her an artist where the way that she does it, how she does it is completely unique. Yes. Well, don't you is my is my is my video freezing up by the way? Don't it it glitched for a second. And I don't know. It's glitching is. like crazy for me. I get to watch myself like 30 seconds later. Oh no. So as I as I talk, I turn and look at myself and I'm I'm thinking, "Oh, no, that's bad news. You shouldn't close your eyes so much." <laughs> I have that I have that weird weird sort of like smash snowman face when I see it and I'm like, "Oh, you want to weigh 180 pounds? You got to go 165, brother. Like you really <laughs> need to whittle it down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so, so back to my accountant friend. Yes. Back to your point of you're describing people, right? Like you're, everybody has their own uniqueness, unique ability, whatever it is that they were gifted that they do slightly differently than everybody else. That's their, it's that state of flow. It's that, it's their superpower. It's that one thing that date that they do so well that they probably don't even consider. That's the thing that's crazy about superpowers. They don't even consider it anything big because it's their natural ability. It's mm -hmm. the thing that they do so well. It's the thing they do so naturally when they're doing it. They're in that state of flow. They love it. And others that don't have it, it's, look at how I, I'm always looking to you because I think you're such a great writer. And to me, I'm like, oh, he's just this incredible writer. Like to, to, for you, and I know it's not easy for everyone, but it's like you have this way. So you get into that state of flow and you write and you come up with these great things. I, that's not my superpower, but I'm in awe of people that are like that. So it's easy for us to be in awe of other people's superpowers because it's that thing that they do so well, better than anybody else. And that's why it's so incredible to meet all different people, meet all different creatives from, I mean, anyone from writers to artists, to entrepreneurs, to just friends that are doing cool things, people that are in the community that make the connection between a nonprofit and a business or mm -hmm. everything and anything. And I just think we're just, it's, it's that natural ability that some people have. I and think, uh, no, keep, keep going. You're, well, you're I was just going to say that you're on the, you're on the box. 
You all can't see her, but she's actually standing on a box. Yes, I got she's it. Got, she's, got a, she's got a book in her hand. It's somebody no. that she fangirls over and she's going. It's, go, go, go. But I, I, I think, think about how easily it is for us to put people on a pedestal, especially different creatives. And we get so excited about their unique ability instead of turning it on to what's my unique ability? How can I really leverage it? What can I be doing? The work that I can be doing that I can be putting out into the world and putting that much of an, of an emphasis on the things that you can do, the things that you're good at. And that alone would help people kind of get out of that state of, oh, I need to be doing this or I need to be doing that. And they can get to work and create their quote unquote art, whatever that is, whatever it is, that thing that they really want to do. And that's what's so great about creativity. It's like, there's something doesn't exist. You create it. Now it exists. (laughs) And it's your piece of art. Whatever yeah. it is, like that's the coolest thing about art. Mm-hmm. And art is, you know, like we said, it's not just a painting or it's anything. Yeah, I think it's something. Well, what makes this really simple is it? Uh, what is art? Um, so I've always, <laughs> I've always said, and I don't know if I believe this anymore, is that art. So not, not just creating something. Like I do, of course I do. We're talking about this. Creating anything is worth it. Like, I don't care what it, it could be a cup of coffee. It's always worth it. And th- there's more and more science around this. So people that are in recovery or suffering from depression or have mental health issues or have anxiety, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's more and more science around that, you know, it's like self-care. And creating is, uh, and it, it's a piece of self-care. That's why they yes. say you should journal, you should draw, you should do like whatever, it is. you should take a shower. Well, that's a, that's a creative act. Like you're doing something in a way that nobody else can do. And so when I think about the, so this is going to be me getting on my soapbox here. I'll, I'll even, I'll even address the audience. Listen, people. <laughs> <laughs> This happens on, so there's two levels of this. And I love that you talked about flow and that like, that really, um, that becomes the, the strength. So it, it, it's the thing that strengthens you when you do it. And so then it naturally develops into what other people would say like, oh, Kate's really strong at this thing. Well, it's because you put in the reps, but not because you don't like it. You're putting in the reps because you dig it. Like yeah. it's a, it's the flow or, or you're putting in the reps because you can't not do that thing. So that's mm. like becoming a stand-up comedian. You're like, you know, could I like, would I choose something different? Yes, I would if I could. Like that's that's that common kind of phrase. Oh, and so I love that's that. that's big. That makes sense. Um, and I think every I, I do 100 percent agree. Everybody's got that because everybody has something that they get. They it may take them a little bit to get into it because they know, like you know, like. If you're going to go out and, and like I ran for six miles this morning and I knew that the first two miles were going to suck, like just suck, suck. All then, the miles. They all but, suck. All the all miles suck. suck. Well, but then once you get into the flow, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why I did this. So it's the same thing with creating things or writing or doing art or designing a business. I'm in the middle of doing that right now. I sent my first invoices like 
in years. And, it, and by the way, the invoice software that's out there now, amazing. So, um, but then there's this other micro level that I, I, I don't know if it helps anybody to hear this. It helps me to hear it, but that almost every act that I can take today is going to be, uh, it's going to be so personal and so unique. Like nobody else will do it the same way again, like ever. So when I go to like take my coffee out of the coffee maker and the coffee pot and pour that coffee into a cup and then, you know, pour in my whatever artificial thing that's killing me sweetener into it. And then the grounds kind of go off on the side and then I got to like sweep them up. Like even the way I sweep it up and spill them off to the side is ultimately very, very, very unique to me. And, and that creative process of making the coffee and that creative process of putting it together. I think a lot of people would see that and say, yeah, I made a cup of coffee. Like, so what? I made a cup of coffee. Everybody knows how to make coffee. Everybody does this thing. Everybody, blah, blah. Like, but no, you made a coffee, you made a cup of coffee that is completely like the way you did it and what happened and the way you put it together is completely unique. Like there's no way for it not to be. And so you're creating something in, in, in the only way that you can create it. Nobody else can do it that now exists in the world. And so when I talk to, you know, you work with, with other people, you hear the kind of that same old, same old of like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not creative or I can't write or I can't, I can't draw or I can't do whatever. I'm like, yeah, 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 you totally can. And whatever you put down is going to be unique and it's going to be you. And the more we can shut off the, the fifth grade critic, right, and, ju- and turn on the one that made coffee in the morning, then the, the, easy, the easier it's going uh, yeah. to be able to create something like that. And maybe writing isn't your flow. Maybe, you know, art isn't your flow. Maybe um, singing isn't your flow or acting isn't your flow or all these things that we kind of classify as, you know, scarf wearing, beret wearing, striped shirt creatives, but there is, but there is something and, and just knowing that, that you're the only one that can do it. Oh, that reminds me of another, uh, another movie. The, is it hero dreams of sushi? Have you, have you seen this movie? What? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that we have supercomputers that will tell us things. Um, Heroes dream of sushi? Not, not heroes, hero, I-H-I-R-O, but I don't think that's right. And now people will make fun of me. They'll be like, wow, he sounds like he's really intelligent. He can't remember um, dreams of Jiro uh, G- oh, uh, or Jiro. I don't know how to pronounce it. J-I-R-O. Um, it's a documentary. Um, oh my God, this, this, this thing is amazing. Like, I, like, I wish this was like required viewing. Um, uh, so this is a, a Japanese language. It's an American documentary film. Um, the film follows uh, this, this guy, um, Ona Jiro. He's an 85 year old sushi master. Um, and he has a 10 seat sushi only restaurant located in Tokyo subway station. His, his thing or sort of his philosophy, I mean, he's been doing it forever. Every single time he does it, he knows that he's restarting, that he's creating something brand new, that this is now what I'm creating right now. It's different than the thing I created 30 seconds ago. And he's just like every single day, he's like, I'm going to get a little bit better. 
or I'm going to get a little bit like more, more settled or, or sort of just, it's like he's going after the gem of what it is to make, to make sushi. And he's just continually going after that and making that work. And so then I, then I start to think that I, maybe, maybe that's it. You recognize people who recognize that the way that they do it is just unbelievable. Like that they recognize the uniqueness and they, 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 I don't want to say wallow in it. Wallow is like what pigs do in the mud, right? <laughs> I don't know. Wallow in your wallow in your sorrows, but they love it that much. And then they, they just, they just keep trying to get better at it over and over and over again. And then the other side of art for me is that it has to be shared. Otherwise, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's creative. It's other types of things. And that's all wonderful and beautiful and everything else. So yeah. the other piece of art is just that it has to be shared. So if you can meet those two criteria where you like recognize that whatever you're doing, you're the only one that can do it. And your voice, the way that you do it, it's totally unique. And so you're making connections that other people just, they don't make. And then you share it. Maybe Maybe that's what makes somebody... An artist. Sorry, we can totally can this whole episode. If we no, want. I'm. Le- I'm. I. I was writing. I wrote some of the stuff that you said down because I think um, some of the things that you said I, I really loved. And one thing you said is when people start thinking, "Oh, there are certain things that is isn't your flow, but that you are interested in," and that goes back oh, to yeah. that idea of creating. Because if we all said, "Well, that's not." where we shine or that's not our state of flow and we just never tried anything. How boring would that be? Oh no. Experiment. Yeah. 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 Not. So that I look at that all the time, especially in, and we're kind of similar in the sense that, you know, we both have like this really, really corporate side of us and we, and we get to work with like more, the more like traditional kind of business. And then speak for yourself. I'm like a wild Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> okay. Just, well, then I I'm will. A, I'm a white, <laughs> short-haired Lenny Kravitz. No, you're totally right. We no, both it's have like both you've sides. got that corporate side and that and and structure, and you know that's what I do. Like in my day to day, I'm kind of working with these like corporate executives and CEOs and everything. And then, but I just have this love of these other pieces and writing and art and all that. And so, but what I really, the idea of what their life will be like if they were able to do that for a living. And so the second that you get paid to do your passion, the second you get paid to do what you love, that relationship changes. Exactly like what you said, it it goes from, Hey, I'm just tinkering, playing around, having fun to now I have to send this to someone because they paid me. And now there's this whole level of, not only having to do it, but also like the mental mindset shift that happens when you're now getting paid for it. So talk, talk about kind of what is your inspiration to tinker and play with, with new ideas and new things that you want to create? I mean, I, I honestly think that it's probably something internal. Like I, you know, like I said, my brother's an artist, my sister's an interior designer, my mother was a photographer, my father's a musician. Um, Wow. I'm kind of surrounded by this kind of stuff. And so like take photography, for instance, the, the process of 
playing with light and moving lights around and seeing what it's doing and all of that kind of stuff. Um, in order for me to learn, I'm looking at other people's work. I'm learning about photography. I'm learning about light, but I'm also learning about fashion. I'm learning about interior design. I'm learning about, you know, all these things. And so it's like, it just, I feel it broadening my horizons, even into like politics and stuff like that. There were some, um, protests, um, here in, in North Carolina a few years ago, um, and I was at work, like working downtown at a law firm at the time. And I happened to have my camera because I was doing um, like the portraits for the, the people that work for, for that company. So this will sound strange, but I guess I think that it has to be really, really, really genuine in the way that like the two of us just hanging out, sitting on a couch, watching um, a Star Wars is genuine. Well, the truth, nobody wants to watch the two of us watching Star Wars sitting. Well, maybe they, they would. Like, that would be kind of. Weirdos. Be, no, I'm it might be crazy the first time <laughs> that we do it. But in, in, um, when I'm on stage, I don't worry about being super normal, Sean. I'm different. Like, I'm still me. I'm still Sean. I'm still Thunder. I'm still whatever. But there's like a, there's a little bit of performance, Sean, that's on. Yeah. And I, and and I need to just turn on the little bit of performance, Sean, which means when I when I use my hands, I spread my fingers a little bit wider. Uh, like you if I do that, I I I don't have the same type of criticism about myself trying to be cool. I'm just like, "Oh yeah, I'm playing a little bit of a character where I make weird voices when I talk and that's um that's been that's been the block." And so if I think about it as acting, but the character I'm playing is me, but I'm using it as a, as an art form or as a way of expression for things that are meaningful to me, then, then do that. I do it with my writing. I don't, it, <clears throat> I don't speak like my writing does. No. At, at, like, at, at, at all. Like you're, you're really honest and in tune um, with I'm tinkering. This is play as it stays play. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit like other people will talk about, uh, we'll talk about church or they'll talk about yoga or they'll talk about something else that, that makes them who they are or makes them at least a better version of themselves, even if it's not the best versions of themselves. And you're able to recognize when that starts to go, South, I think it does with anybody, like when you're making stuff, when you're creating, and then you're like, oh, oh, nope, not quite right. Time to stop with mixed medium, time to go back to photography or time to go to writing or something else. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's the essence of a lot of the stuff that we're talking about um, on the, uh, on the show. I've thought a lot about it. Yeah. About the show, because I've heard people say like, I'm the epitome of create for nothing. And I kind of, I think going into um. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting better at just doing it. <laughs> just doing it. Just getting out of my head and knowing it doesn't have to be perfect. So, all right, everybody, what's, what's next? Like what, <laughs> what's, yeah, what's your next thing? Like go over to the, go over to the Facebook group, create for no reason. Hop in there, 
I don't know. Have we just have made it so that anybody can post at this point or are we still requiring approval? No, we need approval because it's not there to promote yourself or everything that you're doing. It's there to provide value to people in a way that's either whether you want to post like a prompt or something, or if you have a, if you have a win, we do want to hear about your creative wins. Um, or if you or do want to promote your process, that's totally cool. Promote your process. Yeah. yeah. We had somebody, um, we had one of our friends in there. Um, she is doing a group and they're, uh, they're, it's a little book club. They're talking through the, uh, the artist way by Julia Cameron. And so that's going to be a fun conversation and it's just like a free group. Um, so yeah, it's not there to like promote your products or services. It's there to, you know, just, it's there to not only share things that you're learning about your creative process that might benefit other people, but it's also there for us to celebrate your successes and your wins and the things that you have going on. So that's what it's for. Yeah. So go there and tell us what, what's next. What's the next right step? I've got a bunch of them and I probably should write them down and people should hold me accountable to, I guess I do sometimes I'll call you and say, tell me what to do. No, I most of the time tell me what to do. Most of the time I just need to say it to somebody like what's next, because then it gets me out of the, it gets me out of the, uh, It gets me out of the, I want to know how to play the piano, but I don't want to learn how to play the piano. That's right. That's exactly right. It gets me out of that mindset. Because if I'm stuck in that mindset, then I'll never learn how to play the piano. Yes. Yeah. All right. And if you like what you heard on this episode, then send us money (laughs) to this address. Send us Bitcoin. (laughs) yeah no then 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 subscribe tell your friends give us ideas um that's it we We just want to hear from you we get we're we get very excited when we hear from listeners we love hearing what show you like we love hearing when things resonate with you and absolutely subscribe and write us a review we want to hear what you think about the show and we're always looking to input this is this is a this is a process right this is one of our practices is getting on the mic every week and having a show and making sure that we're creating something that is helpful for all of you listening yeah yeah write a review and say um you know if we had to replace sean who would we replace him with (laughs) But pick a famous person so we know who Kay ends up with. That would be great. Oh, my God. Ethan Hawke? Would that be? Ethan Ethan (laughs) Hawke? Someday I'm going to meet Ethan Hawke, and hopefully he doesn't know that I've talked about him uh, my entire life. Well, we'll we'll see. Otherwise, he'll put a restraining order against you. (laughs) That's true, because I'll probably try to kiss him (laughs) on his cheek or forehead. I'll do one of those weird ones. A really condescending kiss. Yeah, oh like I'm God. a guru and I'm kissing him on his forehead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you later, Kate. Oh my gosh. In a way, but if you have even like a moderate amount of like intelligence and professionalism, you can leverage that really well for the rest of your career. So 99% of people will never even get there, but 99% of people would never like 
you know, write that script and sort of like bet on themselves and not take a job. And like, it's like, you have to do like 18 different things, you know, in a certain way to get that opportunity, but anyone can do it. But for whatever reason, most people aren't willing to do it. So bet on yourself. I like that the uh, uh, that example of the way that you write. I know you said uh, you give the answer, and that's a boring answer, but I, I think that it's 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 spot on on doing it as quickly as you can. Um, I, it, I I just reread a quote about about the pain, and I don't think that's painful necessarily, like writing or sitting down and writing and putting that together. But 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 a lot of us, myself included, can get into a space where. It's like, you don't want to do the push-ups in the morning, or I don't want to run the marathon, or I don't want to do whatever. But if you just stay dedicated, I mean, what a marathon, a marathon's painful, even if you didn't train for it for five hours and then it's, and then it's over. Work- I haven't missed a workout for six years. I have not missed a workout for six years, right? My favorite moment was, it was like New Year's day and it was a snowstorm and I went into the fucking snow. I'm in Canada, right? That shit is no joke. <laughs> And I was like, and it's a 15 minute walk to my gym and it was a holiday and I was braving the cold, walking through a snowstorm, crying like tears in my eyes because I was like, I can't fucking wait to work out, (laughs) which is insane. But after my, like, so my divorce, you know, I, whatever, I had a lot of trauma from years and years and years. Um, I was like really, really depressed. Right. And so. I reshaped my body. I lost 50 pounds. Um, I got to the point, you know, where people tell me I could compete in fitness competitions, right? I went from being fat to that because of my mentality. So I had associated going to the gym with like my shot at life, you know what I mean? Like the next mm-hmm. chapter. And so there's so much emotion tied to that, but I do not get daunted by anyone or anything. It's like when I am tapped in, you cannot stop me. I don't care if it's a holiday. I don't care if it's a snowstorm. There could be a gang of ninjas. I would fight them. And then I would do my fucking squat. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that. I want to see that scene. Like take them all down. It's like John Wick style. And then you're squat, squat, squat. (laughs) <laughs> and now some burpees. Oh my gosh. Bobby, you are intense. You are intense and it's awesome. And what? I'm so grateful um, that you took some time to, to hang out with us today. I know you are a busy man with interviews all day, every day, and uh, happy to, to connect with you. And you've had quite an interesting journey and I'm excited to, to see where it takes you. What are you most excited about next? I don't know. This is all a blur. You know what I mean? I'm like, am I going to be the cover boy for a magazine in India? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'll find out tomorrow, you know? <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like, do you know Tori Spelling from Beverly Hills? Oh, yeah. Line? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're like friends now. Like, literally, we're like like me. And we, so we did, actually, we did this amazing room. I love Tori, by the way. She's fucking awesome. It's like me, Tori, and her best friend, Alexis Nicole. Like, we did this room yesterday, um, Keeping Women Safe on Clubhouse. Because there's because of Harvey Weinstein all that fucking bullshit in Hollywood, those issues are on Clubhouse, and so we created this kind of thing together, and we helped all these people, and what a beautiful experience. Um, and I'm like, oh man, like Tori, Sp- I grew up watching Beverly Hills 90210, and now we're like good friends. I mean, it's it's surreal, you know. I just 
I'm leaning in and I'm just seeing what happens. You know? Yeah. Well, and her family, I mean, she's been like just exposed to like that, that industry oh, and that space and uh, like everything about it. That's but she's just normal. Like she's a good person. You know, and I was like giving her a pep talk yesterday. It was hilarious, you know, but it, it's like, Oh, I guess, you know, when I started the clubhouse thing, I was like, Oh my God, this is happening. And now I'm just like, I'm just all in whatever, you know, like I'm just, I'm just enjoying my life, man. I have a second chance at life. I was super depressed for two years, man. I was super dark. Um, a lot of, a lot of shit went down, man. And, um, maybe that's what it is too, is that I'm, I'm very appreciative. Um, I've been through a lot and I'm enjoying it. Oh, I love that. Well, congrats on your success. I am happy to know you appreciate you taking some time and, um, you'll have to let me know. I'm excited to hear about your, your cover cover of the magazine. Yeah. Text me tomorrow when you hear, right. find out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, 